All right, go. We're on. Just do it. It's 2020. Everything falls apart. Technical difficulties. Only. Oh, God. Just go. It's Sarah with Israel Outdoors. Can you, I mean. You're like a boomer with your tech stuff. Please, dude, sing the damn intro. Hey, what's up? This is Ranting with Randy. I'm Randy, coming to you live from North Carolina. <laughs> In a closet. <laughs> Sitting on the floor. Barely with it. Barely with an internet connection. All right, I got to move so a little what? closer to the mic because the level. All right, we're good. Just get closer what, to the uh, phone. Close enough? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can actually see your um, brain waves. Yeah. Um, let's let's get into the North Carolina decision. I think you left everyone in a great deal of shock and awe. I left myself and in a great deal of shock and awe. What the fuck are you talking about? Let's get into it. I mean, as of ten days ago, we didn't you didn't know this was be, would be happening, and then all of a sudden. You headed down south. Yeah, nine and a half hours, let's, four stops. Let's get, let's get into it. Tell us about the drive. Tell us about the road trip. The drive was pretty un. The drive was pretty un. The drive was pretty uneventful. I have to say. Okay. Uh, okay. Jezebel the jeep was packed to the brim. There was barely room for Kircher. He had to go in the driver's side, which he's not used to. So he was slightly uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, and then we just like but we made it. We did. We. We bolted in the pouring torrential rain through Philly, made the last uh, gas stop in, I guess, Jersey, which was weird. Like the last place they pump your gas, which was technically not Jersey. But I was like, okay, let them pump my gas one last time. And uh, and then I'll have to do it from there on out. And then that was it was like bing, bang, boom. We made it through. I think we stopped somewhere in... I did one gas stop in, like, Maryland or something. I was kind of upset that there were no signs for, like, any burger cookies because that's, like, the one good thing that comes out of Maryland. And uh, if you've never had a burger cookie. I never had one either. And you don't like crab, right? No, but, dude, this has nothing to do with – this is, like, a black and white – like, this is, like, a New York City black and white on, like, steroids. Hazmat put me onto that. And uh, so, yeah, missed out on the burger cookies, but, like, was able to. I think it was a total of, like, three stops. I thought it was going to be literally, like, 17 stops for gas because the gas mileage Jeep, not eco-friendly, not gas-friendly, and not um, <laughs> not the best vehicle to purchase if you plan on taking your life somewhere in a car. So let's discuss. Decision. No, there's nothing. That decision. Nobody wants to hear seven hours of psychotherapy about my fucked up family. Okay. That that's a. No. no, let's no, let's just. Fine. Yeah, how okay. can you discuss it? There was nowhere else for me to fucking go. Like, what was I supposed to do? My dad's a dick. He really he doesn't give a fuck. Like, what? I mean, he goes out. He doesn't tell my mom. Like, now you're gonna. It, it's just a rage of like my entire life of avoiding that house. Unfortunately, like the fucking plague. I mean, I could talk about it. I don't give a shit. I just think it's not really engaging or interesting. 
for people to listen to what I talked about in therapy. Like, it's, you know. Well, I mean, look, it's either that or my two questions in my head, which are, should I bake a lemon pound cake and should I buy a treadmill? Uh, you so should definitely, not- absolutely bake a lemon pound cake. I Oh, my God. Lemon pound cakes are so fucking good. They Dolly. weigh like 100 pounds. They're heavy. 100-pound lemon pound cake, though. Oh, that's a good one, though. That might be... That's a good... I would definitely bake a lemon pound cake, and I would definitely... I just bought my mom a treadmill. But How the tread, The treadmill, I have to tell you, though, here's the kicker. I did a lot of research on the treadmill situation. The treadmill I got from my mom was, like, $389, and it was... It got all... It got a lot of really good reviews. It's a... Huh? made out of fucking cardboard? No, it's not made out of cardboard. And believe it or not, I'll tell you something that's really funny. I did a lot of research on it. I did the Google. I did the, uh, I even like went into like other like magazines and fitness things and like all this kind of stuff because she just wants to walk. Like her treadmill, which is why I'm saying it's not good for you. Her treadmill is legit, like small that can fit in a room. It actually is a collapsible, but she will never collapse it. Right. And it's good for walking. It is the perfectly good treadmill for someone who just wants something that they can walk on. Yeah. Every every um every review legitimately was like this is not for running. If you are an athlete or, or want something that you have at your gym with all the bells and whistles, this is definitely not for you. But if you just want to walk and you're not, you know, like a power walker and this is perfect for what you need and you don't need to spend anything else. And I have to tell you, it assembled in 20 minutes. And I called, and I was shocked because I called the customer service number on it because it was a little odd because it was like, it did like the whole blow up of the, the exploded setup so that you could see like all the fucking parts. I'm like, dude, the thing basically comes assembled. You have to put in a couple of like tightening bolts and, and that's, and, and, and grease the belt and that's it. And I called the customer service number expecting to speak to someone in another country in another language. And I literally got a guy, which would have been fine. But I was thinking, you know, this was probably made in China and this is probably like exactly what you pay for. You get what you pay for, like in everything in life. And some guy answered the phone and he literally like answered every one of my questions and was even able to like walk me through it. It was super nice. And he was like, boom, you're good to go. It actually comes a set because I thought that it came. Somebody returned it and we got somebody's returned. I was like, somebody cut off the tape. There's this isn't here. Why is this all? Why is the console already on? If it's telling me to put, he's like, no, that's just how it comes before it gets to the factory for them to pseudo assemble it for you to get it home. Anyway, my mom has it. I, I made a bet with my mom that in a week there'd be clothes hanging from it and she would never walk on it. But I would definitely, if I were you, get the treadmill because I'm hurting because I want to get a bike with a trainer again. Because yeah. I need to, I need to ride the bike. So I would definitely a hundred thousand percent do both of those things that you talked about. The treadmill's expensive, and it's going to make the room ugly. It depends on. First of all, there's. I'm telling you, if you want it, I saw something really cool on Instagram, and I actually like clicked on it, and then jumped onto the web to see what the deal was. And it's the flat. It is literally just a flat treadmill. That you can walk on or run on. It's like literally just the belt. I live in California. I don't need a belt to walk on. I walk an hour. No, it's for running. It's for running. Okay. I mean, what else do you want to do? I mean, there's a lot of things you could do on a treadmill. I mean. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That aren't walking or running. 
Okay, someone took her sweatpants off and got real. But uh. <laughs> but um. Um. Wait though. Get the damn it's, treadmill. It's flat, but it the in, does it have an incline? I do not believe it has an incline. See, like the treadmill that I would need to, I gotta get like a Nordic track or something like yeah, worth that, the money. Yeah, then it's huge and it needs to be like in the corner of your house and it becomes like a piece of furniture. I don't want that. But, but why not? But why wouldn't, huh? I don't do any, any cardio anymore. What, you don't run outside? I'm over it. You, But you would run inside? Yeah. Then get the fucking treadmill, dude. You can all, I mean, what are you going to, I mean, first of all, A, who's coming over your house during COVID that you're worried about having a piece of furniture, like a treadmill in your living room? I don't care about other people. They can, whatever. Also, this is a spare bedroom. I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to turn it into a Zen den and a treadmill doesn't. But a treadmill will make you feel better about your Zen. Yeah, for sure. I just need to find one that's, I don't want a honking one. I want like a chic, I want it to be chic and sleek. Yeah, you want like the Lululemon mirror for your treadmill, which is so very yeah. LA of you. Yeah, I wish there was a treadmill that was like. Dude, I was on my fixed like, gear bike with like nine thousand dings and paint chips, and a and a trainer from Moose from Moose's mom and Francis that like leaked oil, so I had to have a towel under it in my bedroom. Well, Okay, well, that's not what I want. I know, because you're chic and I'm ghetto. That's okay. I'm not chic. I just don't... Look. You are chic. You can admit it. I'm not chic. You want a chic treadmill. I don't want my house to get all, like, cluttered up. So I want something that's, like, nice and, and small and I can have in the corner. Yeah, but nice and small and inclines with all the bells and whistles doesn't really exist. Those are beasts. They're all pretty beastie. I, then maybe I don't need bells and whistles and an incline. I just need something that's, like, solid and small for, like, running 20 minutes. That's all I'll ever run, 20 minutes. So then what do you need? In, if you're going to run 20 minutes, you, you're not, you don't need to, like, run Mount Everest. You need that flat, you need that flat bed, that which looked pretty freaking cool. I'll send it to you if I scroll through it sure. again on Instagram. And it was, I think the it was pricey, though, dude. It was, it was, like... Seven forty nine. I scrolled and I was like, "Oh, how much could?" That's not pricey. Are you are you kidding? These fucking treadmills are like twenty five hundred dollars. Oh, this thing was the it, but because it is just a flat, it's just the bed of the treadmill, the belt, and like, it's really cool. I was like, "Wow, that's." Is there anything to hold on to? No, because the point is, you're supposed to. You don't hold on to anything when you're running outside. Uh, but I mean, is there like a screen? Kircher, come here. Is there a screen? Uh, I don't think so. This seems dangerous. But it runs from your, I mean, it's connected to a, an app with your phone. I'll show it to you. It's not. It's a good thing. And if you want to, like, all right, okay. just, lo- just look at it. All right, send it to me. I uh, can do stuff for 49 These fucking things are like thousands of dollars. I know. That's actually accurate. That's true. I would love to have. I would have loved to have a spin bike, not a Peloton, because I can't stand those motherfuckers. They're annoying Same. as fuck. If you ever have a Peloton van, delivery van, show up in your driveway, like, you should be mortified. I would like, never have, so- I, dude, it's the same not reason, you. I'm just saying, it's the same reason I never taught for Soul Cycle, and it's the same reason I never taught for Flywheel, because that, 
screaming in your face with that fake bullshit cheerleader crap is not how you ride. It's yeah, but it's no. the cool they all drank that fucking Kool-Aid and they destroyed every other spin program on the planet that actually built a community and gave a shit about people and like played like global good music where instructors like actually gave a shit about like who came into their class, not about like being like the best fucking cheerleader in the room. It's it made me want to vomit every one of those fucking programs. And then because of them, every gym went to some like computerized model of like teaching spinning. So you had to like follow their programs that played their music. And I was like, what's the fucking point of that? The point of spinning when it was just starting was like every teacher had different music, had a different style, rode different rides. Some were like Iron Man, some were like Iron Women, some were like long distance cyclists, some were sprinters, some were, some just wanted to get in the fucking room and ride for an hour with people and play good music like me. And that yeah. was, you know, and whatever. And, you know, there were plenty of other people that wanted to do that. So I can't stand that Peloton shit. I'm anti. I'm telling you, it's also just like, can you be more like, hey, I'm a white upper middle class douchebag. Like Peloton's delivering a bike to me. I just paid $4,500 for like fucking eat shit. You can just go get a regular spin bike and do the rides. And it was just so irritating to me. I was like, I, and then I was done. I was done with spinning because I refused to like ride to somebody else's fucking program with some like movie screen of like some scenic bullshit outdoor ride. I'm like, turn the fucking lights off, turn the music all the way the fuck up, put your goddamn head down and I'll see you in an hour. Is that how you taught the class? That was how I taught every fucking class. And the best class, I t- the best room for that ever was the crunch on Christopher, was it, was it, yeah, it was the crunch on Christopher. Did you teach there? I did. I taught for, I taught for crunch. I taught for New York sports club and I taught for, um, this one private, this one private gym. I want, wait, let's get into, let's get into your teaching style. Like walk me through what your class would be like, where you how you would encourage, how often you'd be silent. If you ever give adjustments, like what's your workout teacher vibe? I do. My workout teacher vibe was everybody comes in. I don't give a fuck what your riding level is. I don't give a fuck what you look like. I don't give a fuck what you wear to class. You just have to come and you have to like, just ride. You just, all okay, you need to so do is ride. Let's, okay. So you would come in, everybody gets on the bike. I, I walk in, I'm like, hey, you're like, hey, what's up? I'm Randy. Okay, welcome to class. Like, let's do, let's go through it. No, I don't, I, I never talk like that. Everybody just knew me from the gym. They just came in. Okay, let's say it's my first time. It's my first time. I just moved to New York. I'm walking into the <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I've maybe spent fun like three times before, and I'm like in my shitty like gym clothes. Oh I'm, my like, God. Well, first, you can tell I'm nervous. All right, first I walk over to you, like, you know, the lights are on. Everybody's getting their bikes set up. I have to, you know, I, you know, I say, what's up? I walk over to you, like, have you ever ridden before? Have you ever taken a class before? Do you have any injuries that I need to know about? Because you always need to know back injuries, knee injury, shoulder, whatever. Do you? What if I'm like, I've never clipped in, I've never worn spin shoes before. Can you show me how this goes? Well, we never had in the beginning. Once, look, I did this for like, 12 years in the beginning there were no spin shoes you like came okay. in and you put your feet in a cage and okay. you know you only had spin shoes if you were like a hardcore like outdoor 
rider. And then even though we were in the city, a lot of people were not clipping in. I clipped in in the beginning when I started riding until I got hit three times because I couldn't clip out fast enough to put my feet down. And then you just fall over with your bike like a total tool. And like everybody kind of just watches you fall. And it's like the worst feeling ever. Unless you can like catch yourself on the cab or like the bus and like prop yourself up. Yeah. Which I did so many times, but then I just was like, fuck it, I'm not clipping in, and I got toe straps, which was okay. better. But, um, okay, so back to class. So forget the shoes. I'm just like, hey, and then I'm like, no injuries, but I've only done this once before. I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, you have nothing to worry about. You just do the best you can. It's all about the ride and the music, and it's, this is not a race. This is not a competition. This is about you and your ride, and that's why I turn, and that's why the lights are off, and that's why you don't have to look at anybody next to you. And this isn't like beat the shit out of your neighbor. And this isn't like your name goes up on some bullshit board so that you can watch how fast everybody else is going. And that was also all before that shit started happening. And you could just come into class and we were like the teacher was up on like a platform and you could make, I hated the rooms I hated the most were where you couldn't get it completely dark. Like, yeah. you know, the, the room at the, the room at the JCC when we, I mean, we were in 50 rooms. Like first we started in the basement and then we went up to the, you know, the fourth floor. Then we moved to the, and the dark, like the darker the rooms got the better. Okay. First of all, I feel like you're probably the best teacher ever. Like I would walk out of the class being like, she's so nice. Like no pressure. No, there was a lot of, pre- there was pressure, dude. It was not easy. No, I'm not saying that easy, but, like, no pressure and, like, you're not doing good enough. No, I never yelled at anybody. And I would, if I saw you, if I could see you, if it was, I mean, it wasn't, like, pitch fucking black because I did have to watch, like, if, God forbid, somebody got hurt or, like, passed out or, like, something happened, you have to be able to, like, see a little bit. Although the crunch, you couldn't see shit. I have to be honest. Like, it was fucking black. Right. And the speakers were humongous. Like your your bones would be like vibrating when you got out of class. But every but everybody loved it. And not and I never used a mic. I never ever ever taught with one of those douchebag mics on yeah. my face, because if I had to, if you couldn't hear me, you were either talking or the music was way too loud. And it was it's it was a it wasn't about me cheering you on. It was about the music motivating you. It was the rhythm of the music. Right. That moved you, and the music moved the ride, not me. But I would okay, motivate so. you along the way, like reach down, turn it. The whole reach down, turn it up thing became a thing. That became like a running joke. Okay, so I come in class. You're like, don't worry about it. You're gonna be awesome. Like you don't, you're not competing with anyone. It's gonna be great. You're gonna right. love the music. Okay, right. So I get on the bike. Keep oh, talking. Shit. You're falling. You're fine. Ugh. Just keep talking. You're fine. <laughs> I get, I get on the bike, the lights go down, the music comes on, what happens? The ride you starts, say, the ride starts, we warm up. Say? There's a, th- you, you know, there's a three minute warm up, hydrate, nice and flat. You start on a flat road, easy peasy, you know, it's like just pedal. And then yeah. as, after three minutes, like, dude, it was such, I tell you, it was in the beginning when there were tapes, when we were, I mean, we would carry cassette tapes around. And you'd have to, like, make the mix off of tapes. And I still, somewhere in my house, have my spin tapes. Yeah. And you, and that was all part of it. Like, there was nobody providing you with any, like, planned ride with music. You put the ride together. Some rides were hilly. Some rides were flat. Some rides were sprinty. Some rides were, like, a combination of that. It was just, it was, you had to, like, mix it up. And so you start off and like as the music changes, you know, if the music slows down, you're on a hill, 
you reach down and you turn it up to pace. Everything went to the beat of the music. It was not complicated. What does mean reach down? Huh? What does reach down? Because mean? the gear, because the 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 um. I don't know how to ride a bike. It's not a bike. It's literally a wheel you pedal, and the resistance wheel for the resistance knob to change was like literally right down on the frame. So it was reach down, turn it up, reach down, take it off, like reach down. How much should I turn it up? Like a notch. Like, so you feel a change in the pedal. This wasn't about like turning it up 75 turns so that you're like breaking your back. Right. Because the goal was to ride either. It was an hour class or it was a 45 minute class. And the goal was to ride the entire class. Did you incorporate weights or is that? Nah, dude, that is some bullshit. Tell me what road rider you see like riding with weights in their hand. Zero. Zero. It's bullshit. That was also bullshit. You don't do push-ups on the handlebars. You don't do tricep dips. You don't do any of that shit with no resistance so that you blow your kneecaps out. That is yep. what that is what fucked spinning up forever. Yep. Literally forever. It I think it you could seriously put me in a rage cage to go on. I could go on about this for days because it destroyed people. It people got injured left and right. And nobody wanted to admit they were injured. And, you know, they wanted to, like, go and spend $50 on, like, a flywheel fucking T-shirt. And, like, shoot, they, they just drank all the fucking Kool-Aid. It was just unfucking believable Right. And we drank no Kool-Aid. We drank water. And we right. worked our asses off. And we built, like, that was, you built a whole little community. And these, everyone stayed with you for, I mean... For years and years, you, you like went to what? It was like a life that you went to people's weddings and, you know, bar mitzvahs and funerals. And we would meet up at Bruce's restaurant because one of the guys, I mean, you meet so many people, diverse people in the class, which was also what was really great about yeah. my class. I can say a thousand percent because I played the music that I played, which was so globally diverse. I had the most diverse class, I think, anywhere. And that was phenomenal because then at, we became like after a while, everybody hangs around. They come early. They want you have your favorite bike where you want to sit in the room. Some people want to be in the front. Some people want to be in the back. Some people want to be near the window or by the door or, you know, like and then you stay after and everybody talks and like you leave together. And like that kind of there was no Kool-Aid involved in that. That was just people that wanted to like hang out with other people that they found that they had not only an interest in riding in, they liked the same music or, you know, we went to Bruce's restaurant and we had drinks after or, and Bruce fed us and, you know, it built this whole like community. We went through sicknesses it. together. We went through like, you know, kids together, marriages, like, you know, people would come in and like, we would talk before we rode and like everybody would chit chat and like catch up with everybody. And, you know, sometimes I would even be like, okay, shut the fuck up. We got to ride. Like, this is a class. Like, we would get carried away sometimes and forget. We'd just sit there and pedal and talk. Yeah, I can see that happening with you, to be honest. And it I was amazing. And let me tell you something. I, not for nothing. Like, and I hate this because I don't want to sound like, you know, this was. But, like, the, the, my class was full every fucking time with people standing outside the door. Right. Like, and I rode on Saturdays and Sundays. I rode a double. So I rode a back-to-back, -back, like, two hours right. straight. And now, some people I, wanted to stay for both classes. Question. Go ahead. Did you did you ride with the class? Yes. So only days when I was hurt. Only days okay. there were only days when I was hurt, or uh, that I couldn't ride. 
that I still came to class and taught. It's very hard to teach off the bike, and I would still, like, bop like I was on the bike with the resistance. Okay, next question. Let's talk about your workout teacher outfit. What were you wearing? Can I tell you what's so funny? This is, there's a story to everything that's funny that you asked that, because I wore... I wore like basketball shorts and legging yeah. and like bike shorts under yeah. and um, a sweatshirt okay. or, or a t-shirt like with the sleeves cut off because okay. in the class, like when I first started taking spinning, like I think we should go back. Spinning saved my life actually. I know. So I don't know if a lot of, you know, but I don't know if a lot of other people okay, know. Okay, sorry, sorry. I forgot we're on a podcast. Yeah. I mean, okay. so there was a point in time where I was like in a really bad place, like really dark, like very bad, like almost like pull the plug kind of like it's over. There's nothing left. This is the end and I'm done. And I have no idea how or why after like three months of living literally in my bedroom and never coming out, like my mom would leave food at the door. I didn't talk to anybody I didn't shower. I didn't, like, it was dark. It was, like, gloomy. It was the bottom of the worst black hole. And I don't, I I just, because I had no idea when I came back from Club Med, a lot of shit happened. I had no idea, like, where my life was going to go. And it was a really, it happens to a lot of people that come back from from there that, like, after, you know, all that time of like having your whole life choreographed for you and not really having to think about where you need to be or what you need to do. And like living on an Island in paradise with like no responsibility or no anything, you come back and you realize that all of your other friends have like moved on, have like, you know, progressed like through life, got married, had kids, moved away, own a house, have an apartment, like whatever and jobs. And there you are like detoxing after spending however a year, con- whatever contract, a year, two years, or however long you did, like trying to like reintegrate yourself into the world, it's fucking impossible. It's not impossible, but it's really fucking hard. And that's why people, a lot of people end up staying in Club Med like for life because you cannot reintegrate into society. You just can't function. Does Club Med still exist? It does. But Club Med changed a lot because when I was there, it was like there it, it wasn't like set up. It was like still you got paid like under the table in some bullshit club med bank, like where your money, you weren't taxed. Like there were no rules on like how many hours you could work. It would, everybody was like on fucking drugs, like and, and drinking and like partying. And I'm sure that part of it still goes on. I can't, I mean, I can't say for sure, but that's all part of club med. Um, but there is your whole entire life is programmed. You know where you have to be every hour of every day. You know what you're. You wear the same thing. You live in flip flops and parios and like bathing suits and, you know, usually you're in paradise and you're not. You're completely cut off from society. There were when I was there, like there were three phones and like one fax machine. And you literally, if you wanted to call someone off the island, you literally had to sit outside a phone booth and wait for like the you know everyone that was wanting all the geos that were wanting to call somebody to call and like that was your night activity was waiting for the phones. Like it was. There was no TV. We didn't watch TV. We didn't have, like, if people brought the New York Times on the charter, we were lucky to get a newspaper. Right. You know, otherwise you had no fucking clue what was going on. And that was why you went there, because you didn't want to have a clue. Right. But I came back from that, and I had a really, I, like, I fell the wrong way. Like, I fell into, like, this horrible depression of, like, what am I going to do with my life, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I can't explain why, but somehow, short of, like, wanting to end it all and, like, 
completely like just disassociate from everything and like just not be around anymore. I somehow I ended up climbing into like my mom's car, driving to the New York sports club in Marlboro where I went to work out, went to the gym and came back. And it was a slow progression. I went, I came back, I went back into my room. I didn't talk to anybody. Like it was very slow to like get back into it. And I found out they had a spin program and I didn't know what the fuck that was. All I knew is was the room is dark. You sat in there, you rode a bike and you listen to music. And I was like, Oh, okay. That sounds, I mean, I could do that. I need some cardio. Why not? And what was her name? Her name was Marty something. She was like some Marlboro, like Jappy, like boomer woman who like taught the class and she was, couldn't have been. And I sat, I will never forget. I sat in the back corner where it was super dark, pulled my hoodie over my head and put my head down for an hour in a dark room, listened to music and rode the bike. And I was like, and I did it for like six months. And she was like, you could teach this. And she was the one that hooked me up to get me certified to teach. And I started teaching. Then I was like, okay. She was like, I'm going to hook you up with somebody in the city. And you're going to go teach at a New York sports club in the city. And then I got the job at the New York sports club in the city and then I moved back. And then so like one thing led to another. And I moved back into the city. And I then I started teaching a New York sports club. And then I went to Crunch. And then I went, you know, to whatever the other gym was that I can't even remember the name of. But I couldn't work for Equinox because I couldn't – I didn't have a headshot to audition with. And I just walked in in my bike messenger clothes and looked at everybody else like they were there auditioning for like a fucking Broadway play. And I was like, yeah, okay, no. And I totally walked yeah. out. But spinning literally, legitimately 1,000% saved my life. And so did Marty. I think her name, Marty Weinstein or something like that in Marlboro. Like, I, I wonder if she has any idea. That, like, she literally, like, saved my life. And I was like, okay, she saved my life. And I know what music did for me. And I know what spinning did for me. And being able to not be bothered, not to go into a room and be yelled at, just to let them, just to go in and ride and work out and let it, like cleanse your soul. And so that's what I wanted to do. I wasn't looking to like scream at anybody or like, you're slow, speed up. What are you doing? Why are you here? Like, fuck out of here. Like, just listen to some good fucking music. Forget about all this other shit for an hour. And then like, walk out and deal with the rest of your shit. Right. <clears throat> so that was, that was basically how I taught. Okay. And people dug it. So we did it for like 12 years. From okay. from lugging around cassette tapes to lugging around CDs, right? And then uh, <clears throat> that was that was the end of it. I ta- I I literally lugged around like twenty pounds of CDs in my backpack, and I taught it like because you go from like class to class. Like I would teach a six a.m. class at seventy second, and then I would teach a lunchtime class like in Midtown, and then I would go teach like an after work class in like Soho. You were working. Were you working out like three times a day? Sometimes I was teaching up to three times a day. Like you also, you had a main club where you taught, like where you were set with a schedule. Yeah. And then you would, you would pick up classes. Like if somebody canceled or if somebody got sick, you would pick up classes all over the place. And since I tooled around yeah. on a bike, it was really easy for me to just shoot all over the city and get to the class. Yeah. So not only was I teaching spinning, I was riding to get to the classes. I was in like the best shape of my life, short of playing yeah. soccer. Yeah. So, wow. and plus you made money and plus it it paid pretty decent. Yeah. 
and uh, you could work for more than one gym. Right. So it was it was good, and and then I stuck and stayed. Once I got the once I got hot once I was working at the JCC, I pretty much stayed at the JCC and just a couple of New York sports club gigs, because I had built like I had a whole group at the New York sports club on seventy second. Excuse right. me. There's no room for you in here, buddy. No, he's cute. He's I know, but he can't fit. So that was so that's the spinning that's the spinning saga. And that's how class was. And that's how we rode and that's how everybody like we all stuck together through like ten years of that shit. Eleven years of that shit. Right. We did classes up on the roof. We did we did classes. We did the um spin in pink. We raised money for cancer. We did rides for Parkinson's. We raised money for any program. We only did that at the JCC. We didn't do that at New York Sports Club, but we raised money for programs in-house. Would um, you ever teach again? Would I ever teach again? If I could teach the class with my own music and my own ride. I will never teach where I have to follow some video program and some fucking methodology of like red, yellow, green lights, and like this is where you have to be. And these everybody got into this bullshit like hard zone shit. And I'm like, how you have to ride? And I'm like, like because then they would take like your heart rate, and people would be like more concerned about like where they were like on this board. And I'm like, it's not about the board. It's not about like you don't have to go out and buy like some expensive fucking heart rate monitor. And it's bullshit. And they were just really trying to scam the fuck out of people. And the whole class lost its whole fucking purpose. Yeah. And that to me, and that, and then it was over because once I couldn't teach the way I wanted and they took spinning and turned it into something that it wasn't. Oh, I taught at the Y on 62nd. That was a, that was a fun place. Those people rode differently. Those people were a lot more road rider guys. Like, that came in like with all the clothes and all the, you know, the tour de douche bike outfits yeah. and their clip shoes. And they just they're, wanted they're, to sit in the saddle for like an hour and ride. And I was like, okay, we can do that. Ever have an, like douchebag students? Do like, like douchebag, just the guys that came in in all, all kitted out, like in their, all their little tour de douchebaggy clothes that literally didn't want to do like the spin ride. They just wanted to, ride flat for an hour because legitimately like that's road riding. Like you don't really get up and climb Hills like four times, like in a spin class. It just, uh, that's not road riding. That's not city riding. Like if you wanted to be able to ride from like the upper West side to like Fort Tryon park, you're not out of the saddle in third for like 20 minutes. You're like in the saddle, gutting it out. Like whether there's a Hill or not, you know, so I try to. I don't know what. Huh? I don't know what any of that means. Oh, like when you get up. Oh, there's different bike positions. Like one is in the saddle, two is standing up straight out of the saddle, and three is like. What's a saddle? What you sit on a bike seat is called a saddle in in bicycling uh, in bicycling terms. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. Why would you get? Why would you stand up? If if the hill is hard, like you do climb, like in the Tour de France, like you could see. You, there are certain points where you need to stand up out of the saddle and, like, hold on and, like, climb out in third. Like, that's a different – and out in third doesn't exist in the bicycling world. It exists in the spin world. What does out in third mean? It's just a bike position. It's how you stand up out of the saddle and where you put your hands on the handlebars. 
what does it do? And how much resistance you have. It just util- it's, it utilizes your body weight because you're standing up on the pedals to push up the hill. Okay. However, you can take a hill seated in second, which is much more difficult. Got it. Now, explain to me this. Spinning. Yeah. Is it working anything except your thighs? It's working a lot of things. First of all, it's working your heart and your lungs because it's cardio. Okay, fine. Second of all, it's working when you cycle, you use your whole leg. So it's working your calves, your quads, your hamstrings, your glutes. Because when you push back, if you're depending on how much resistance you have on the bike. But you're in the same position the whole time. Mm, but it's the resistance on the bike and you're not in the same exact position. There are differences in how you sit and how you ride. Because if you're going up a hill and you're in a seated climb, your ass is way back on the seat or the saddle. And your, right. and your feet are, your, your heels are dropped and you're pulling up with your, in the pull up. Because you're in a toe cage or you're clipped in. You're pulling so like up with your sho- your feet. You're going to get muscular and stamina from spin, but you're not going to get, like, toned and you're not going to get targeted. Like, you're not going to get a targeted workout. No, it's targeting your – it's definitely targeting your lower – but it also, like, it does target – a lot of your shoulders and your arms need to be relaxed. You shouldn't keep a lot of tension in that. But it's much more of a lower body – workout but you definitely pedal you work your abs you work your lower abductors because you're pulling from your legs and everything you know and your hamstring and your i mean your quads okay so you do you can't you're not going to get ripped but you will you definitely can get toned and you definitely like burn you definitely get a monster cardio workout if you do it right and you don't cheat and put resistance on the bike a lot of people come in and when the lights go off you could tell who's riding with resistance and who pretends to turn the resistance up and who doesn't okay is does resistance make it easier or harder both resistance makes it resistance can make it harder and resistance can make it easier why weren't you ever wanting to be a personal trainer uh, because I did, I did, because you know what? I just preferred to work out with people. I didn't, I didn't really want, I didn't, first of all, I never wanted to take the test again, because that comes back to my like total, like insecurity of how good I am in science. My brother did it. My brother was a personal yeah. trainer. Um, I also was like, it's funny. I ended up like, I ended up personally training people up at the hill. Like we worked out, I trained Mich- I trained Moose's mom and and Francis and, you know, Lincoln and I I trained you know I don't even want to say his name the dick bag from Israel, yeah yeah um, I, like just because they were my friends and I was up there doing it anyway and you know what there was a woman that was there who was training people and was charging them like probably fifty dollars an hour, and was up there like three days a week making bank and her workouts were terrible. Wait, you know what you should do. You should make like twenty minute workout video, put it on YouTube or put it somewhere, and like people will pay you for them. I pay for like your five day workout series. I don't think it's I that exciting. I don't think it's that a. I don't think it's that exciting. B. I don't know. I mean, oh God, I, I would die to do a Randy workout. <laughs> like I just. Go back- workout room and I just pop it on the TV and it's like <laughs> I I would love that I only can work out on like the zoom classes because I don't I always sucked at the gym because I have no idea what to do 
and nothing ever really happened. The only thing I can do alone is cardio. Everything else, I need somebody. I need a class, or I need somebody to work me through. All right, I'll work out. I'll work out with you. You don't have to pay me. No, of course I'm gonna. Dude, that's the thing. Like I was like, you know what? They listen. I it was you know also how hard it is for me to ask people. Like you know what was I gonna do? Like tell Michelle like no, I'm not gonna show you how to use these bands to work out. I'm just gonna let you stand here and do it wrong. No, I get that. But I mean, now, if you wanted to, you could make a couple videos and just say, like, hey, I made a, a brief series of at-home workout videos. They're, like, twenty four ninety nine. You buy them, you have them forever. Or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I could. I'm not. The thing is, I'm not certified, and I'm not, you know. You're not certified, honey. You think all these dumbasses in L.A. <laughs> on the beach doing their fucking 10-minute six-pack ab videos that I'm an asshole and do are certified? Fucking moron. Yeah, we'll so yeah maybe. Fun. All right, we'll try it out, and we'll te- you'll be the test. You'll be the test dummy. Oh my god, I would love it. All right, we'll figure out. We'll figure out a plan because I mean, one of us is working and one of us is not and has all the time in the world. Well, so you can do it and record it, and then I can do it. I can't do it like yelling at myself or like talking to myself. That's all part of working out with somebody. No, you can like make the video and like pretend someone's on the other side and be like, okay, like. Heels in, like, speed out, like, you know, lift it up, and one, and two. Oh, and one. <gasps> I'm so not that leotard Jane Fonda person. I also would work out, I could work out with you at, like, 8 a.m. my time. What time is that here? Like, 11? 11, yeah. Yeah. We could definitely give it a go and try it. Yeah. Listen, oh Ma- Wong was, like, doing the Randy arm workout. Wong. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I'm not. She's good. She gets, she gets exercise. Listen, the whole point, I just really liked working out with people. Like, and I, it, it just so happened, like, the whole time, like, I was in the gym. I was in the gym. I was doing two days. There was a point in time where I was, like, insane. And, like, I would work out in the morning before work, and then I would work out on my lunch break. Well, that was also a timing thing because I didn't have the time to do both. So I would either do cardio in the morning and just get the cardio in. And then I would do, like, yeah. weights in the afternoon. But I also was lucky enough to work in a building that had a gym and a locker room and showers so that, you know, you could bang all that out and not be a filthy, disgusting pig and just, like, go back to work in, like, sweaty, skanky workout clothes. I also was able to work in my sweaty, skanky workout clothes if I needed to. Right. So. Uh, okay, I'm excited for this. I feel like you should do it, like... What are we ranting about? Shouldn't we be angry? This has become like some weird, like. No, I think I'm so tired of being angry. Let's like, let's do, I think you should do a workout series. I'll definitely be your test. Are we done with the, are we done with the spinning chronicles? Are we, are we, uh. Done with the spinning chronicles. I'm worried that you're going to be really like, like appalled at how bad I am at working out. I'm not appalled at anything and I don't, that's one of the, I mean. I definitely have I have very I have very little patience for very few things, and a lot of people know that like there are three things that I have, I have patience for like people that legitimately try to work out. I have patience for old people like my grandma and the peeps, and I have patience for the hello friends. Everybody else, if you're a dumb motherfucker, I have no time for you. Uh oh. Not in that way, but like just I can't. I have no time for like stupidity. I have no time for like, like legit yeah. like asinine bullshit. Like I don't. Don't waste my fucking time. Like, that's... I'm not saying in anything else. Like... And and kids. It. And, like, you know, little knuckleheads. I get it. I'm sick of 
thinking about what point will I need a facelift? Oh my god, dude, that's horrible. They cut your they cut your head off and like rip your skin back and staple it to your scalp. I caught a little bit of a double chin on a hanging out today, a video call. Oh my god, dude. Everybody has bad angle days and like we're all like in that like COVID like gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight. It's crazy. I'm back on the lose weight tip. I got it back. I'm pissed that nobody told me that I got fat. Like that happens all the time. But I got fat in the last two weeks. I was like, I was like thinking I was looking good like three weeks ago, and then like Thanksgiving and after I got fat again. Yeah, that happened. Well, because you slide down, so now we got to like pick ourselves up by like our big girl pants and suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah, so I'll definitely just go make a lemon pound cake then. I would definitely then pass on the lemon pound cake. Yeah. But listen, you know, and then it's also like, do you pass on the lemon guy? You're like, fuck it. Who gives a, f-? I mean, I don't know, dude. Here we, it's like the whole thing. Like you got to live your life and enjoy lemon pound cake or you got to just like fucking not. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you definitely don't want to leave any lemon crumbs behind. That's <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Cause I really can't respond to that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> What I will say is, I was just going to say, and I'm sure MB makes a badass lemon pound cake. Absolutely. I'll make one, and then she'll be like, that looks beautiful, honey. And then probably, like, in her head, be like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, like, let me show her how it's done. Here comes yeah. my, here comes Mary Beth's masterpiece of a lemon pound cake. I think there's two things we need to do. Number one, we need to get you filming a workout series. Ugh. Number two, we need to do like a five or six part MB pod series where MB comes on and she starts at the beginning. Because I feel like her life is so storied and fascinating. She'll do it. And it's like, peer pre- it's peer pressure at this point right now. Yeah. She's a really interesting person. You know, there are plenty of interesting. She definitely is. And she definitely needs to do it. And like, look, Wong can come back, you know. <laughs> I would love to Wong, Wong come back. But you need to get Wong going. Like, I, yeah, but I need everybody oh. some, oh my God, my whole leg fell asleep. Oh God. Falling apart, dude. It's all right. You're okay. Yeah. For now. You got it. What's going on in this closet? Is this your stuff or Nadine's No, this is only Nadine's stuff. I have like four inches of space above it. We're going to, I got to figure out the whole storage. The whole storage situation is kind of tight. It's, uh, yeah. you know, it's hard to move into someone, someone else's house. Absolutely. Um, so I'm just lucky and take what I, you know, and, and she's helpful. Like, it'll work out. Like, she's definitely, like, aware and, like, you know, helpful and moving shit around and, like, bringing in stuff. We'll figure it out. It's only, like, I don't even know what it is. Is it, like, a third day here? Yeah. It's weird. But I have to tell you, I have to tell you, though, yard work is a motherfucking work. Two and a half hours of raking leaves, dude, my shoulders are on fire. Well, this is why I get really, because in California, if you have a house, you have a gardener because there's no, like all year round, you have to take care of it. It's not like there's a winter season or anything, but people sometimes treat their gardeners like shit. And that's why that drives me crazy. I'm like, do you know how fucking hard going around and like, like yesterday my gardeners came because they had to cut all the trees back and like do like just basically like the, you know, quarterly maintenance on stuff. And, like, it took them fucking four hours, and these are three guys with, like, fucking power tools, and they're just, like, so thoughtful. Like, I have this huge bougainvillea that, like, didn't necessarily need to be trimmed, 
like if they trimmed it, it would look it would look horrible, and it was more from like it was too heavy kind of thing. So they spent an hour and they anchored it to the wall, and they like were like, we don't want to cut it, like it's gonna make things look like unattractive. So I go outside, I'm like, hey, you need anything? Like you good? And he's like, yeah, we're just figuring out how to anchor this like fucking you know, forty foot bougainvillea to your wall. And I was like, thanks. Like I appreciate that. You know, to do that, but you got it. I mean. Fucking hard work. It's yeah. Hard work. Go around doing this shit. You I know. Treat these people. Try, well, you want to know something? You just need to treat everybody with some fucking respect. I don't but, care if it's the goddamn gardener or like the fucking dog walker. Like. I'm just saying. I when I go on next door or when I hear people talking, they I tend to hear a lot of shit talking about their gardeners and stuff. Like they don't care. Like you know. And I'm just like, you know, or like they'll say like, what do you? What does your gardener charge you? And like it'll someone will name a price that seems pretty reasonable and it's like you're overpaying and it's like yo you're not doing it yourself for a reason you could buy a lawnmower that's true that's true i don't know that's a little mini rant just pisses me off i i'm with you on that a thousand percent like anytime i'm paying someone it's because i either don't want to do something or i don't know how to do something or a combination of both so what the fuck is that working? Yeah. I hear you. You're right, because it's also, but you're a good person, so you give a shit about people's feelings, and, like, you treat people like human beings and not, like, fucking paid no, dude. servants. I, I'm perfectly physically capable of cleaning my house, but I don't want to do it. So what, am I going to fucking skimp on, like, paying someone else to do it? No, I'm making the choice. I don't want to do it. If I don't want to pay, I'll do it. <laughs> I can fucking watch a thousand YouTube videos on how to fucking take care of a pool and when to put the chemicals in. I don't fucking want to. <laughs> so I'll pay the $5 a week to do it for me. Because I don't care. And I'll say, hey, how are you? Do you need any water? The fuck? People piss me off. Yeah. I, I, I understand that. The end. The end. That's a good way to end. People piss me off. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I might make a lemon pound cake. All right, make it. Why not? Just enjoy it. It's also the process. It's also part of doing it. Yeah, it is the process, but I do prefer eating it. Yeah, especially with, like, you could dunk it in, like, hot chocolate. Yo, that sounds good. Do you think I could... What would you think if I, let's say I, like, steamed some milk in the breville and then poured that into, like, hot chocolate, or poured the chocolate into that steamed milk? Would that work? Why wouldn't it work? I don't know. I've never made hot chocolate. Oh, my God, dude. With, like, legit chocolate? Like, you want to break off, like, dark chocolate? No, with, like, cocoa powder. Oh, yeah. Google that. Google that. Yeah, I will. That'll work. All right. Uh, I love love to do that alone. COVID's so great. (laughs) Don't start. Anyway, I hope everyone enjoyed the Spinning Chronicles. Yeah. So, important announcement. Look out for Randy's workout video no <laughs> uh, i gotta say i miss i really do miss schmellen and i do miss and and 
Katie was just, you know, she's the reason we rode, so. Okay. Shout out to Katie. Rest in peace. Yeah. Fuck cancer. uh, Hashtag fuck fuck cancer. cancer. Absolutely fuck cancer. And then, um. And Schmelin is a fuck Alzheimer's. All right, fuck Alzheimer's. Ah, another high note. All right, let's fix that. All right, high note. These videos are fucking coming. Oh. You're going to fucking pay a little bit to get a lot out of it. You want to look like Randy? No. Fucking, <laughs> fucking get on these videos. Nobody wants to look. Do not. That is not the selling point, dude. Do you want to look like me? Are you crazy, town? I'm, how else are you going to get those eyebrows? My eyebrows have nothing to do with working out. <laughs> and now everybody's going to be like, wait, let me look at Randy's eyebrows. Now everybody's going to be like totally gawking at my face. Great. No, not There's great. Like, what could be better? Now I'm going to have to cover them up. I hate that shit. All right. Don't look at her eyebrows. <laughs> nothing, the there's nothing special cool. about my eyebrows. They're eyebrows. Fucking eyebrows. <laughs> eyebrows in your face, and if you if they're fucked up, I don't care how pretty you are, you look fucked up. I don't care. I've if never even given it. Up. I've never even given it a second fucking thought. Well, take it from me, because I give it a lot of thought. I will take it. I will take it from you, and then I will leave it. <laughs> Fine. Okay, so. Anyway, wrapping things up, workout videos on the way. Doodleheads aren't available. Doodleheads, the hoodies are the hoodies are going on sale. I'm gonna this tote bag sold out in two seconds, and uh, the tote bags are gone. I got to get more tote bags in stock, but the hoodies are the hoodies are gonna be up on the Instagram. Um, for I think we'll we'll do forty bucks shipping included. Perfect. Buy a hoodie. I'm I'm wearing mine right now. It's comfy. I mean, no bullshit. When I see, if you want to send it back to me, I'll rip it for you and send it back. No, no, whenever we're allowed to travel again. Okay. I mean, it feels like forever ago. Anyway, we won't go on that tip. I do have a fun memory of calling you in the Columbus Circle subway, not (laughs) wanting to go back downtown to my hotel and being like, yo, what are you doing? And you were like, I just got in a fight at a bingo game. Come up. (laughs) (laughs) That was right after the guy said he was going to kill somebody. Meet me uptown. Meet me uptown. Shit's popping off. Uh, Anyway, buy the merch. Look out for the vids. If you're fucking struggling with your brows, check out Randy's brows. (laughs) I was going to say, if you're struggling, come hang with the Jam Fam. If you're struggling, come hang with the Jam Fam every night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on Instagram. Maybe one day Instagram will stop pausing the fucking shit. God. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't forget Wong's birthday is on twelve fifteen. Yes. So everyone give Wong a birthday shout out. Yep. Uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. Right? Come join the jam fam. Go check out Fall Stop Move Strong with La Luch. It's great for everybody. To remember to stand up straight, check your posture. Do not, you know, I learned today, don't walk with your hands in your pockets, which was really smart in the winter. 
Okay. Because if you fall and your hands are in your pockets, you can't have your arms out to protect your face. Oh, shit. She makes okay. good sense. She knows what she's talking about, that Celeste Carlucci. Okay, let's fall. Celeste Carlucci. Fall, uh, stop. fall stop moves strong. What about Nadine's Gallery? Oh, Nadine's Gallery. Nadine is showing at Northlight in Asheville, but you can check her out at Nadine Paints on the Instagram. Okay. Everyone go follow that. Check out all, oh, we got so, so many, like, just come to the fucking Jam Fam. All those artists, all the people. I mean, PDX, like, everybody up in the Pacific Northwest and, like, Josie, everybody's got art. Every You could support everybody. It's not only my merch. There's other artists that, like, you could support. And, you know, shop small, shop local for the holidays, support yeah. small business for one day and for one fucking holiday fuck Jeff Bezos and like fuck all that shit and go shop at local businesses and uh not at the local business but just like call them up or go on their website and do curbside pickup and don't be a mask hole and uh support me by telling me I don't have a double chin and I'm not fat you're not you don't need a facelift you're not fat you look great you have two amazing dogs you have a great house you're doing alright two amazing dogs Shout out to Bugs. Shout out to Briggs. Yeah. Shout out to Rescuing Pipples. Don't bully the breed. You got it. All right. Send us home, Franklin. We're just, we made it just under an hour. All right. Just under an hour. Talk to you soon. Peace and hair grease. Do, 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 do.